What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals podcast. Today, we're going to learn something new and interesting in the world of Americana, Roots, and folk music. But before we get to that, I want to say a quick reminder to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're on social media, give me a follow if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search up the name of the show and you'll find me there. All right, let's get to today's episode. Today, I had a conversation with singer-songwriter Chris Pierce. Chris has a new album out, sounds amazing, and we talked about him touring with Neil Young and writing an album that embodies a lot of social justice principles, which are very important to him, and we had a great talk about that. So here you go. I hope you enjoy it. My first question actually was, um, uh, I wanted to ask you about Neil Young and uh, how long were you out there on the road with him and how did that come to be and what was that experience like? Because that's exciting. Yeah, the experience uh, was incredible. Um, I've been a lifelong fan of of Neil Young's and not only him as a musician and his incredible catalog and different projects, but uh, what he stands for. Um, and, uh, and what he, he, that he fights for equality and he fights for mother earth. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm with all of that and always have been, and have, have always looked up to him and Nico Bolas, uh, produced my CD, let all who will that's coming out, uh, early September of this year. And Nico has been working with Neil for decades. Um, and, uh, last year was my first time working with Nico, um, and he heard my songs and really liked them and thought that uh thought it would uh end up being a good thing a good match uh and so he pitched me uh and uh, i ended up uh, getting a call from management hmm. which is uh pretty old school you know pretty <laughs> pretty pretty cool that stuff still happens that way yeah yeah that's cool so how long were you on the road with him uh almost a month uh we did 15 shows total so we had you know basically uh some days off in between some shows for travel um but it was started june 30th and it ended july 24th okay cool cool. and and he's doing like full band and 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 all that no it was neil solo and me solo oh okay gotcha yeah that's awesome yeah and his and i was with a you know a couple acoustic guitars and and a bunch of harmonicas and then Neil was with uh, guitars, both acoustic, electric. Um, he had uh, two upright pianos, one grand piano and a pipe organ hmm. all on stage. And it was just beautiful seeing him go from instrument to instrument and play just these incredible songs. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. Well, yeah, you, you brought up the, the, the new album that's coming out in September, um, Let All Who Will. And I was wondering if you could just uh, tell us a little bit of, about the album, um, kind of just like an overview of the album, where it came from and what the songs are are, um, are about and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just, um, I mean, I could tell you a little bit about the recording process if you want me to start there. Um, it kind of, I, I, I had a record that I released during the pandemic um called american silence and uh, those were all songs were written pretty quickly um from probably january 2020 to the end of may 2020. Hmm. um and then once those songs were written i just started writing more um and uh let all who will is basically 15 of those songs Hmm. um that we recorded in 2022 at the legendary sunset sound recorders um in los angeles in studio two and my longtime friend uh and one of my mentors really david resnick 
um, and Nico Bolas uh, co-produced it. And um, I know Dave Resnick from the early 90s when he was in a band called Sonia Dada. And uh, I did a little singing with them when I was really young. Um, I think I was a freshman in college. (laughs) Uh, So that was kind of my first time on big stages. And Dave and I have been friends for ever since. Um, But we basically, I, I assembled some of the finest musicians I know around um, who were available and off the road. Mm. And uh, we went in and I charted everything. Um, a lot of the songs I had never, most of the songs I had never played live. Uh, and we basically did it old school way. We sat down in the, in the, in the room, everybody got mic'd up. Uh, Nico masterfully mic'd everybody up and we went we'd go through each song kind of with me playing it on acoustic in a circle with everybody Mm -hmm. and then everybody would kind of go in the corners and we'd hit record (laughs) and so this album is the the, the result of one or two takes of each song uh, with everybody playing together and it it really turned out um uh, you know very expressive uh very vulnerable um, and I, I really think the think to feel like the songs are, uh, getting across, uh, in the way that it's just like a snapshot of a moment in time for me. Uh, and the songs are kind of a continuation of a lot of the kind of ideas that I started on American silence. Um, there's songs about complacency. There's songs about, um, some historical events and, um, an opportunity for me to, uh, kind of leave the listener with a question of, you know, are you going to to dig deeper into this or are you going to kind of uh, just go about your day with it, with the information you have? Uh, mm-hmm. Does it does it compel you um, at all? Um, and there's also songs of hope and kind of uh, a way of looking forward uh, in a uh, in a realistic way uh, mm-hmm. with everything we've just been through. Not only with the pandemic, but just everything that we're going through as far as um, everybody uh, kind of being in their own corners with their arms folded Mm -hmm. um, and um, kind of an opportunity to say, how can we meet at common ground? How can we continue conversations? How can we engage in civil discourse? Um, And so a lot of the songs uh, uh, really deal with with those kinds of things. I I wrote a song about Sidney Poitier. Uh, the day he passed away mm. and uh, that song refers to to him as a hero he's one of my heroes and yeah. uh, the song asks now now what are you going to do I, I I feel like you should do as heroes do don't just don't just mourn folks you know pick up in their footsteps and and take action and and live your life in a in a way of uh, uh, where somebody else where you can become somebody else's hero um, and and they go on and on and on um and uh, i'm really proud of the album let all who will is the title came from uh it's a line in a langston hughes poem mm-hmm. um and uh, langston hughes being one of my favorite writers of all times yeah. and i felt like let all who will uh is a very open statement it can mean so many different things to so many different people uh, and so i wanted it to be just that i want it to be whatever that means to you um let it mean that (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's cool and it's also just about doing you know and not not sitting around but doing you know yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's kind of a call to action a little bit. What what uh, poem is that from Langston Hughes? Uh, it's a poem called Militant. Okay, I'm not familiar with yeah. that one. I yeah, love check, uh, check Let, it, Let America Be America Again. Um, oh, yeah. Is, is just, it's one of, one the, of the greatest. greatest. I love yeah. It. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, a psychology and a U.S. history teacher, and oh, wow. um, I, I use that in my U.S. history class, and we, we dissect it and talk about all the different ways, because there's Native Americans, and there's um, blacks and slavery and, and uh, immigrants, and there's all these different subjugated groups. Um, there's like a union kind of vibe to it, and so many different yeah. things going on in that poem. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you for doing that good work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's needed for sure. So um, uh, before, I want to talk about some of the songs and, and, and kind of um, uh, dive into that. But I wanted to talk about your relationship to um, Nico Bolas and, and Dave Resnick, um, uh, who produced the record. Um, you mentioned earlier um, Dave working with him in the 90s. But how did that connection with Nico uh, come about? That, that came about through Dave. Nico okay. and Dave uh, have worked on several, several projects together. And they're longtime friends uh, for, for decades back. Um, and... Really, Dave thought Nico would be a great fit uh, for me and my music and my vibe. And, you know, since, you know, since meeting Nico and working with him, he's become one of my best buds. You know, one of the guys I really look forward to calling when I'm on the road and talking to and getting advice from. And uh, and Dave's been that for me for over 30 years as well. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's cool. I saw that. I was reading that Dave um, uh, worked with uh, uh, Navis Staples, and yeah. uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, of her work. So that's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. And some great folks. Jane Arden. He worked on the John Lee Hooker record, and mm. all kinds of Draco Rosa. Uh, all kinds of great people over the years. Yeah. yeah, I have to call him up for an interview for the show sometime. Sounds yeah, like- please do. I'll give you his info. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, uh, your music is sometimes described as a uh, protest folk music, and there's a lot of um, values about um, all kinds of uh, different things going on. But I'm just kind of interested in uh, where that comes from for you. Like, what's the inspiration uh, for you personally to write songs like that? Well, uh, it's pretty multi-layered. I mean, one, I'm a, I'm a, I have a very diverse background. My parents got together at a time. Uh, well, my parents, first of all, uh, my father from the South, being African American. Um, and Native American and my mother from, from Michigan, um, who is of European descent, uh, white American and, um, them getting together at a time, uh, when it was still basically outlawed, uh, for them to be married in many states, uh, in the U S, uh, and moving to California to a place where they felt was safe, um, or safer to do that. Um, and still getting pushed back here in Southern California, um, giving birth to me, having cross burnings on our front lawn, um, and just watching how they combated, um, uh, hate and disregard and, um, misunderstandings. And I've, I've watched them from the time I was young and they did it, uh, with, um, uh, and very educated and even and, uh, optimistic, uh, way. Uh, they, my mother was an educator, uh, for many years, uh, or I guess, I guess anybody who's educated, you could say is an educator because once you've educated your lifelong educator, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then, you know, and I'd see the way that they, they really would try to, um, combat 
uh, a lot of a lot of the things that were trying to get them to uh, be fearful of being together and to uh, um, to maybe some folks would not see eye to eye during when some of these things were happening. The way they did it was through love and understanding. And they would really try to educate people uh, instead of fighting back forcefully. Mm. You know, they'd ask, they'd ask people, why? Why do you feel this way? Let's talk about it. Let me give you a little bit of education about where I'm from and why we're together and what led to us falling in love. Mm. Um, we were both in college and, and my, uh, this is my parents speaking. Um, my father was uh, in grad school, my mother undergrad. Um, and I saw that and I saw that they not only would combat things in that way, but they would, were really, they really gave human beings the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Uh, they wouldn't just assume that folks couldn't learn, um, through empathy and discourse, another way of being. And so that for me made me, uh, as I grew into my musical self, want to express myself in some of the same ways i saw how powerful it was i saw folks um be willing to change their ways and minds um, based on that understanding and patience and resilience that that my folks uh would demonstrate uh, and so naturally as a musician i wanted to uh, i felt like oh, this is important this is something that's tearing us apart and has continued to since i was a kid uh, so let's keep talking about it. And that's why I do it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So what year were you born? 73. Okay. So even into in that, they were still getting pushback on uh, interracial marriage. And that's, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. still, still, you know, I knew the cross burning was, I think in 78, I was five. Wow. In their front yard huh. in, uh, in Pasadena. Jeez. Yeah. That's wild. I was born in 78. That's okay. craziness. Um, yeah, I think too, I've, 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 um, learned a lot about the, uh, the racial history of Los Angeles and how, I mean, we think of California as this big, like blue state and left wing and all that, but like, there was a mm. lot of bad stuff going on in LA, um, mm. as far as, you know, r racial, um, issues and segregation and whatnot. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. All up and down the state. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a beautiful state, you know, and in so many ways, like you said, but, uh, like like most places we have a, a deep dark history as well and it needs to be talked about yeah yeah in my opinion for sure for sure yeah i was gonna talk about a couple of songs but uh, since we're talking about that um tulsa town um i think is a great one to talk about um yeah and um i, I thought it was beautiful um tells the story of of uh, what happened in tulsa uh which has just kind of recently come into the consciousness of america obviously you know happened and and whatnot but um seemed to have being sort of pushed into the recesses of history and, and, and somewhat recently kind of brought back. And so I was wondering if you could just talk about uh, that song a little bit. Yeah. Tulsa town. Um, I wrote that with my good friend, Mark Malone. Uh, and we wrote it around the time of the hundredth anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. And it was something that he and both, both my co-writer and I had both studied over the years I didn't really learn about Tulsa till I was almost 30. Um, and I, I, there was no education about it growing up, mm -hmm. not, you know, in, in, in junior high, high school or higher education. Um, and, uh, I learned about it through, through friends of the community. And then 
I was always curious about it, but I think with the internet and information and uh, over the past 20 years, I've been able to dig a little deeper. Um, and so the more I started learning and the more uh, witness accounts I'd read, um, it really prompted uh, myself and my co-writer, Mark, to, to really want to write something about it. But we just didn't want to write uh like a history lesson in a in a in a uh kind of formal way uh so we decided to write it from the perspective of a person who was there and not only a person who was there a black man being hung uh during the tulsa race massacre and it's 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 really um it goes through his pain his fury it goes through his empathy for the folks who were doing it to him and trying to make some sense out of why he has a rope tied around his neck and, and why he's being hung. It, it talks about uh, things burning and how all the ashes look the same at the end of the day. And, uh, and it asks a lot of questions like, what did I do to you that made you do the things you do? And, and that, that to me is a, one of the most powerful lines because it's really about you know, all these folks were doing were was were trying to um, try, trying to come together and do something positive in their community when nothing was being uh, w with no help. So they decided to help help each other uh, and help build. Um, and and as a result, this happened. So from for me, it's a hopefully uh, a. Hopefully the, the song to me, I hope it really hits people in the, in the heart and I hope it hits their compassion and their empathy. Mm -hmm. And I hope it makes them pick up, uh, you know, open their, their phone or their computer and, and read a little more about it and do a little research of their own and make up their own mind about, uh, what happened and, and what should happen as a result of that, like what we can do to make sure that nothing like that ever happens again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's great. I think you did a great job with the the empathy aspect of it. I kept thinking about the uh, the the powerlessness that one must feel in in that kind of a situation. You know, mm -hmm. not being able to control anything, protect yourself, or just being overwhelmed by that. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Well, another song um, uh, about a heavy subject, but but a little bit lighter than that uh, is uh, "Batten Down the Hatches." I, I like the message in that one. Um, a little more on the like kind of hopeful, let's come together side of things. But yeah, I was wondering if you could talk about that one too. Yeah, that that's 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 it's amazing you see it that way because I see it actually actually as a dark song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote I wrote that song on January first, twenty twenty two, and. Uh, for me, it was just basically, you know, saying that uh, we're kind of using everything all up, folks. We're all our resources. Uh, we're we're at a place where the whole world is in disagreement, and we're fighting, and we're we're battling uh, within our own circles and and outside of our circles, and we're on this ship that really it's 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 almost unsavable like what are we going to do about this um and for me it's a song that that also taught just talks about like trying to find some kind of peace in our hearts so we can um so we can reach out 
and solve some of these issues together. Um, you know, th there ain't no hatches to batten anymore. Basically means like, what do we have left? Like, instead of doing all the, all the, this, these, this neg these negative things towards each other and towards the earth, why don't we actually get together and do something about it? So for me, that I guess it is hopeful in that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I but think it's I also calling out, it's also calling everybody out. Like, like what is going on? You guys like, yeah. come on, let's do something about this. This, this is a ship that's sinking. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess that's not hopeful in the sense that, um, that like, you're calling so you're not just like saying let's ditch the ship like let's let's work right. to save this this is worth saving the ship is right worth yeah, saving. absolutely i believe yeah. it absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, as as bad as things have gotten I, I absolutely believe that as well and um yeah. and i think america is one of the most unique experiments in in the world's history and um absolutely. you know i i hope we can figure it out and you know i, I don't think we have a whole lot of other options you know that's yeah. that's, that's right kind of all we got going for us so yeah we're we're doing we're doing our part right now. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's interesting too. I was thinking about your your mom being an educator and um it, what you're doing um with the, with this type of music and and these types of songs. I feel like is is education, you know. And I think that's is trying to to, to bring songs cuz music can just go right to people's hearts and uh that, that message can just, you know, sink in really deep. So, um very similar yeah. to your mom's work. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, the other song I wanted to talk about was so I was you mentioned before about um, American Silence um, and the other um, uh, project that you worked on, but then that song is on this one too. So um, was w was that another album that you put out, or was this or were these, was that collection of songs in in this one as well? Uh, the, I, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. You mean just you mean the song American Silence? Yeah. Well, you'd mentioned before that, that another project you were working on was called American Silence, or maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the album that uh, that I did September of 2020 was titled American Silence, and then uh, the lead song is also American Silence. Okay. Uh, but it was um, it was during isolation uh, that whole album, and so I recorded it. Uh, uh, you know, solo acoustic. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, and it, it got on a, you know, a few folk shows here and there, but uh, I really always wanted to do a full band version okay. of that song. And I, I think it's a message um, that can't really be heard or, or said enough. Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided what the heck, uh, you know, I know it's not customary, but <laughs> <laughs> neither am i uh, let's uh let's let's record it again with a full band and and revisit it and reinterpret it and so i just decided to put i put it on an album i had nobody to tell me not to so i did <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect yeah i like that one too that's a good one um another one of those like you know like we can't just sit back and, and let this keep happening you know we got to do something about this like yeah that. That's Thank good. You. All right. Well, um, you've been touring and uh, doing things, but I wanted to talk about upcoming projects this year. Obviously, this, this album's coming out in September. Is that correct? That's right. And then yeah, um, September first. Any other um, any other big things happening? You're gonna be um, uh, touring after it comes out and all that. What's what's coming up the rest of this year? Yeah, I've got some touring coming up. Uh, I'm actually leaving tomorrow to go to Chicago and then Brooklyn, and then um, I've got uh, some Midwest dates in August. Mm -hmm. I'm playing in Minneapolis and in madison wisconsin and oh boy uh somewhere in iowa oh boy i should know this um 
I'll tell you right now. I'm looking it up. Pulling it up. I am playing in uh, so what's called Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, August 11th, 12th, and 13th. And then in uh, September, I'm doing a bunch of shows uh, in Oregon. I'm doing Baker City, Oregon, which is near Idaho, uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, Coos Bay, Oregon, Bellingham, Washington, and Seattle, Washington. That's uh, September 5th through the 10th. Uh, and then my agent's working on some stuff for October. And then in November, I'll be on the East Coast for a bunch of dates. Maryland, uh, Saratoga Springs, New York, New York City, uh, in Portsmouth, uh, New York. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's yeah. great. And uh, if people want to find oh, I'm you, sorry, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, not New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. If uh, if people want to find you online and and learn more about you and buy merch and uh, check out all that kind of stuff, what's the best place to look for you? ChrisPierce.com. All right. The one stop shop. All right, yeah. man. Well, I appreciate you chatting with me. I think the album sounds amazing and uh, you're hitting on some really important topics and you, you do a great job with it. So I wish you the best of luck out there. Well, thank you for having me and thanks for everything you're doing to, to get folks like me uh, and my music out there. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, man. All right. Have a good day. You too. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Leave a rating and tell a friend. Also, big thanks to Charlie Marks for providing the music for the show. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.